Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Tell Me More podcast presented by Major League Success. And I'm super excited to have Miss Lindsay Boosinger with us today. What's up, Lindsay? Hey, how's it going? Doing good. It's doing good. It's been uh, it's been a little while since we uh, talk, first talked about putting this together and, and actually doing it. But um, you know, I I met you I think for the first time twenty January of twenty twenty one. Right? You yep. came down to Columbus for um, an NAEA boot camp that we put on. Yep. And that was the first time we met. And then shortly, were we doing Clubhouse at that time, or was it right after? I feel like it was before, during, or after in in January. Yeah. So then right after that, you know, we created the the Central Ohio Real Estate Club and the Daily Real Estate Huddle. And you started jumping on there and helping us grow, grow that, even though you're not in Central Ohio. Right. (laughs) Right. But, um, you know, it's and over the past year, you know, I got to um, get to know you more and and better and become friends and got to watch you grow and your business take off. So um, I appreciate you coming on today. Um, Tell us a little bit about, you know, kind of where you're at, what market you're in. Yeah. So I am, I always say like the Cleveland area, I'm about 30 minutes South of Cleveland, um, Cleveland, Ohio. (laughs) And I, I kind of am all over the place as far as, you know, like within an hour of Medina where I live. Um, So yeah, that's like where I, try and stick to it's so funny because northeast ohioans are always like well i'm close to so like i grew up south of youngstown right in some small town that no one knows of and we'd be like where are you from i'm like ah, just south of youngstown and then you know you move up i moved up to madison which is up on the lake east of cleveland and they're like oh where are you from i'm like ah east of cleveland you know (laughs) northeast ohioans never actually tell you their city (laughs) i know that's so true because half the time i'm like why am i gonna say medina nobody knows medina like (laughs) yeah yeah it's so so fun and uh you're with howard hannah yes with howard hannah since um to end of 2014. awesome 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 well i appreciate you coming on and and how i like to start all of our tell me more podcast is really going back to childhood. I, I believe that, you know, our experiences growing up have a huge impact on, you know, our adult life and in our business life. Um, so tell us, and I got to see some of those, those, those cute little photos of, of Lindsay growing up, you know, <laughs> she shared with us, <laughs> but tell us, you know, tell us about growing up, right? What was, what was life like, you know, um, you know, were parents entrepreneurs? Did they have their own business? Was it, you know, hey, we're going to do, you know, work nine to five, W2, factory, go to college? Kind of what was that like? So I I would like to think that I had a pretty blessed um, upbringing. Um, my parents, they were both nine to fivers, um, you know, Monday through Friday, um, not entrepreneurs, but um, they were always like, very good with money. You know, they made sure that we were able to have everything we needed and have great experiences too. So, um, growing up, let's see. So I grew up a little bit, um, pretty close to where I am now, just a little bit further North (laughs) and it was a huge city and the high school was even bigger. Um, so I actually went to a public grade school and then my parents pulled me out at fourth grade and they're like, you're going to a Catholic school. And I was like, we're not going to be friends anymore. (laughs) So, uh, went to Catholic school fourth through eighth. That's where some of those fabulous pictures that (laughs) I, I shared with you are from. Um, I always tell people I had like, uh, a 13 year awkward phase, like potentially even longer. Um, but I was involved in sports a little bit. I think I played basketball for like three or four years. Um, for whatever reason, I just never, I think it was probably my mindset at the time. Um, I never really enjoyed school. I hated it. Um, maybe it was, going from public to Catholic to public again, because in high school, I chose to go to a public high school. Um, But 
I just, I never, I always had friends and stuff, but I don't know. It just wasn't, school wasn't for me. So yeah. that kind of um, spiraled into college. I did go to um, the local community college for many years, <laughs> wasted a lot of my parents' money. Um, I thought at first, so I was working actually in a daycare at the time. And so I thought early childhood education was what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, I loved kids. You know, I was an aunt since the age of 12. So they're like, like? <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, there's, a, oh, I, there's some funny, awkward pictures of me and my nephew when I was 12. Like I had cut my hair really short and yeah, it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so, you know, that kind of like forced me to grow up, I think, you know, um, having like that responsibility. Um, but so I was working at a daycare. I thought I wanted to do early childhood. I took a few classes and then I kind of started to learn um, how underpaid the people in that profession are. And yeah. I just felt like I wouldn't really be able to have the life I wanted, you know, on that salary or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. And it's interesting that you chose that because you, I know. Didn't, you didn't like school. I didn't like school, but I love kids. Yeah. Like kids are my passion. Like I, if they paid more, I would maybe even consider going back to it. <laughs> but, um, so then from there, I was like, okay, nursing. So I took like some nursing classes. Uh, then I realized I didn't have the stomach for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there was one other, I think, oh, dental hygiene. That was another one. I was like, okay, maybe if I can't do the nursing, I'll do dental hygiene. Um, didn't like that either. So was, was school, was college a requirement in your household? Um, yeah, kind of like it, it, it wasn't like my parents never said to me, you have to go to college, you, yeah. but it was kind of implied. Yeah, yeah. No, that's how mine. that's how mine was. It was like, okay, you got, you got military, um, or college, but it wasn't like a, it wasn't like you have to, but like right. you said, kind of like, this is the expectation. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think that's a exactly. lot of like, people in our age range, right? That's kind of how we all probably felt. You know, it was kind of just like the next thing yep. that you did. But I want to kind of back up a second. Yeah. Because we have something in common that you went to three different schools, technically, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You yeah. know, growing up. I went to three different schools growing up. Mine was K through second, third through eighth, and ninth through 12. Is the, I went to three different public schools. I'm always curious when I, when I, um, hear people talk about that, that, that go through that experience, how was that for you? What like culture shock, obviously, right. You're going, you know, public to, to private and then private back to public. And I, what was it? Twin what's North of Medina Twinsburg. So like, uh, Strongsville, Strongsville. Okay. So, yep. you know, and then you have, I'm sure your, your, your Catholic school was smaller. Right. And then you have that big, yeah. that big shock of like, okay, I'm going to a bigger public school now. Yep. How did you handle and manage always being, and I wouldn't say always being the new kid at schools. Like, did you know people in, in while you're in public or sorry, in private school that were already in the public school system? Like, did you have friends like through sports already or how was that transition? You know, I have a hard time remembering when I first got into fourth grade um, cause that's when I went to the private school. I feel like I knew some people that I went to, um, the public grade school with, but not that many. And quite honestly, it was, that was the hardest part for me was, you know, trying to reacclimate, get to know new people, make new friends, Yeah, you know, all of that. It wasn't fun. And I think that's like almost part of why I hated school so much was it was sure. just like such a hard adjustment. Um, and the same thing in high school, you know, I wanted to play basketball, but like 
when I went back to a big public high school, those teams were pre-selected, you know, it, it was. They're not already even, in the system kind of. Yeah. I mean, they, they literally, they picked everybody already. So that was hard. And then it was like going into high school back to a public school. That's even harder. Like your high school years, I feel like are your hardest. And, um, I just, I struggled. I really did. I didn't do well in school. I didn't do well socially. I was big time bullied. Um, I mean, you saw the pictures. <laughs> I was, you know, I joke around all the time, you know, um, same thing, right? Like I went to um, South Range, you know, from K through two and then, and then Letonia, which is a small school, um, you know, like 50 some kids in our class at the time. Right. And then yeah. my high school years, you know, I went from 50 some kids to 270, which to me was like, holy moly, you know, holy yeah. moly, just in my own class. Right. And I was kind of the same way, like new kid, always the loser, you know, only had yeah. a handful of friends. <laughs> like I just joke around all the time. Like, you know, it's whatever. Like I met my best friend, still my, you know, one of my very good friends to this day. Um, he's down here in Columbus and lives about 10 minutes from me. Like, you know, we bonded over, you know, let's jamming out to Queen on the basketball, you know, on the bus, the basketball games and stuff, you know, so it's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm That's there awesome. with you. I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. So that was hard. Um, I don't know what else about I and then I basically quit sports once I got into high school, um, yeah. kind of didn't do anything like extracurricular. That was always kind of um like a regret of mine looking back. Like I wish I would have just gotten more involved, gotten out of my comfort zone, you know, done yeah. things. Um, but yeah. So, so now you graduate, right. And you're going through college, you're trying to find your way, you know, and a couple of this various different things. Did you ever end up finishing or? No, just, yeah. no. Eventually yeah. just stopped. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, you know, it's one of those things like I look back on, like I said, you know, I feel like our age range, you know, our parents, it wasn't, you know, it was kind of the expectation kind of implied type of thing. And um, there's nothing wrong with it. But I think so many people and I have my own opinions on school and all that other good stuff. But, right. you know, I think I, I just think that so many people, you know, go to college and, and they have no clue. They don't know what they want. And, you know, I went for one thing and pivoted. And kind of like you, like one upon graduation, I was like, well, they ain't going to pay me nothing. So, you know, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I got into real estate. So you, you're, you're went through, um, you know, decided not to finish kind of, what did you do next? So I always worked since I was 14. Um, you know, like as soon as I was able to get a work permit and work, I was working. So, um, I think at the time I was that I like kind of stopped classes was when I was working in retail. I was working at um, Zales, a jewelry store. Um, so sales, but you know, I didn't think that's what I wanted to do forever. Yeah. I really, truly like had no idea. And um I was working in restaurants, bartending, serving, you know, I was like always had usually more than one job, you know, it's just like, I was very hungry, you know, to, to work and, um, make that next paycheck quite yeah. honestly. <laughs> um, so worked and worked. And then I think from like, so 2008 to 2012, I worked for a merchant services company and basically yeah. they do like credit card processing, gift cards, and I worked in the creative and marketing department. And I think that's when I really started to like get into the marketing type aspect, you know, of things. Mm -hmm. And like, I just... I really enjoyed what I was doing and I was growing. Um, I was interviewing for like a different role at one point in time within the company. And I had that manager, like take me on a trip to a convention with him in California. And so I was like, okay, maybe like, maybe I found, you know, my whatever I was looking yeah. for, <laughs> yeah. but, um, 
it ended up not working out. I wasn't very, like I was happy with some aspects, but you know, I, I was still low man on the totem pole. So I wasn't making very much and I was still bartending. And, um, I took the leap and left to go work a different sales job. And it was like a door to door sales. And that was like, I don't even know why I did that. That was <laughs> hard. Um, yeah. So I did that. And then I started, um, I found a temp job with American Greetings, the greeting card yeah. company. Yeah. And I absolutely loved that. I was working on their website. Um, on, well, one of their websites, like on the back end. And I loved the environment. Um, I loved everybody that I worked with. It was very like laid back, you know, um, no pressure, not the corporate type world yeah. you would think. Were you kind of on the creative side or no? Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Again. So like kind of sticking with that whole like creative marketing type yeah. thing. And um, I was let go from there because they were making cutbacks. They um, were like selling the building they were in and trying to build this nice new huge building. And so temp to hire didn't end up working. Um, again, always fell back on my bartending. <laughs> so, um, you know, I never like not had a job. Um, and then actually from there, so to end of 2014, was when I started working for a local top real estate agent um, and her team. And um, I had actually interviewed for the job, I think a year prior, but they ended up hiring somebody else. And when they moved her into a new position, then they brought me back nice. To, nice. to interview. So, um, <laughs> did the admin thing and they were like, you know, I just kept taking on more responsibilities. You know, I'm like, let me do this. Let me do that. You know, I was yeah. again, just like super eager and real estate was not ever anything I had any idea about. Um, my parents sold one home and it was in 2008. So yeah. like right when the market took a crap, and, you know, so I didn't really have any experience with that. Um, but so my role just kind of kept growing. I started taking um, the pictures for her listings. I convinced her to buy like a really nice camera and took some classes like at the camera, Dodd camera place. And so I was doing that, um, a lot of open houses, but those kind of sucked until I got licensed because I couldn't talk, you know, like yeah, you, right. you can't say anything when you're not licensed. <laughs> so right. it was really just holding the door open. But um, so then I got licensed and let me tell you, uh, this is embarrassing, but I'm real. So I'll tell you, I failed my test six times. I think that's awesome. I think it's <laughs> awesome. It's one of those things like, everyone's always like, Oh man, I failed. I'm like, look, it doesn't matter. Cause once you, once you get that license, once you get that, that number and you're good to go, whatever they taught you in school doesn't even matter. I mean, yeah. it matters, right? right? But it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Like, we don't, I don't, we don't know the definitions that they taught us. They don't, we don't know any of that stuff. Yeah. But, um, so, so the, when you first got started into mm -hmm. real estate, were you still doing the bartending on the side? Yep. You know, and then, you've had several and it's funny because i always typically ask like why real estate right and you know i'm always curious of like what made you get into it and for you it just you were just looking right for a job or any job right just yeah. to try something new and it seems like that's what you've done throughout your whole life right is i'm always searching looking what do i want to do and um you know it's funny because i think bartenders waitresses you know waiters you you guys already have half of the gift that you need and that's to be able yep. to connect with complete strangers and build that instant relationship, right? Yep. Make, make them feel comfortable. And um, the hard part, though, and, you know, I was, when, when you guys watch this, uh, Denise's story on here, you know, I always say the hard part is, is overcoming that lifestyle 
Yep. And, you know, the late nights. Yep. Go into the early mornings, which then means you're sleeping in, which means you're not, you know, focusing on the real estate stuff. But yep. it sounds like you had more of a structured nine to whatever admin spot to start. So, so you're taking on more roles, right? And then, and then you go to take a test. Walk me through yeah. this. Walk me through the mindset because this is, I think this is important, right? Like, cause you know, the real estate test is, is challenging, right? Cause no one yep. knows exactly what's going to be on it. Like we have an idea, right. But every test is different. And I know a lot of people, like I, I know people right now that are going through it and, and, you know, if they've taken it several times, what was the mindset behind it and what made you want to keep going and keep trying? So I think I was in the industry per se for about a year, year and a half before I started school. Um, and I had to do at the time, you know, I was working full-time in the office. I was working part-time at the bar and then part-time school. And I did, it was like 12 weeks long, I think. And it was every Tuesday and Thursday from five to 10 PM. Yeah. So, and then every other day, every other evening I was bartending, you know, so it was a lot, but I just kept my eye on the prize and I knew, I, I felt like I could be very successful in this career. And I knew that, um, you know, once I got to that point that all the other stuff wouldn't matter, you know, I'd, I'd be able to let the bartending go and yeah. I'd be able to, you know, just do this full time. Um, but what threw me off when I was testing, I think honestly was the amount of time I was in the industry because I just kept trying to relate everything on the test to something I had experienced. And yeah. I, it was just, I was in my head too much, I think. Backwards. So, yeah. You, um, it's so funny. We have so many, we have so much, um, so many similarities. <laughs> like, even, I don't even know it because I don't know your full story, right? I, yeah, I yeah. But we have so many similarities, like same thing, right? Like I graduated from college, was my team leads admin, who I'm still with. Mm -hmm. You know, he paid me uh, weekly to do that stuff. I did classes during the summer on the weekends from eight to five thirty every single weekend the whole summer, which was sucked. Yeah, you know, that means no fun on the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then um, you know, but it was the same thing. See, but I think what helped me though was understanding a little bit more from being in the real estate. Now, I was yeah. I was only in at that point three four months before I started classes where you had a year and you actually saw how real estate operated and what went down and, and, and the realness of our industry, as opposed to here's what you need to know to pass the test. Yeah. 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 It was a lot, but you know, and so like I, I slowly, very slowly transitioned um, probably over the course of about two years. So 2017 was my first um, year licensed in January, and um, I was still full-time as an admin, <clears throat> and then my second year was 2018, and I doubled my production, and I was still full-time the, um, as the admin, but I was slowly making my way throughout the course of that year away from the admin role. Yeah. And then 2019, I was totally full-time as an agent. I would help out at the front desk here and there if, you know, they really needed it. But, right. um, and then four months into 2019, I like pulled the trigger and went out on my own and I left the team and went out as an independent agent. And that was, it, it's not for everybody. I'm not trying to like encourage everyone to do this because it, it really isn't for everybody. Right. Um, but it was the best decision for me. Yeah. Um, the, at the time, my boss liked everyone to be in the office, you know, 
at five to six, maybe even more days a week if you, you know, wanted to. And, you know, she was just a very, I see it now. Why? You right. know, like, because right. you have to have that structure, but the office life just wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that nine to five Monday through Friday or, you know, and every other Saturday, like it just, I didn't like it. So I wanted a little bit more freedom, but I think honestly, until honestly, probably last year, maybe, yeah, somewhere in there, like right when we started the whole clubhouse thing, that is really what helped me really stay structured and have a routine and a schedule, you know, because I told myself I was going to be, you know, up and ready to go by 8am every day, you know, Monday through Friday. And, um, it's definitely hard that, that aspect of it, because, you know, everyone gets into this. I feel like wanting the freedom, they don't like working nine to five Monday through Friday, but the reality is like, you kind of have to still, (laughs) you know, like you gotta have that structure. Otherwise it's easy to lose it. You know, you start waking up late and, you know, with the bartending, I think my last time bartending was St. Patty's day of last year. So like I was still doing it last year. Um, but even if it was just one shift, it would throw my schedule off for like the next two or three days, you know, because I'm sleeping and then trying to get back on my schedule. And so I eventually pulled the plug on it. And you're so right when you said, um, you know, people in that industry are, you know, I think typically very successful in real estate. Um, I always tell people who are still in it, I'm like, just pull the plug, like pull the trigger, quit quit the bar. Well, it's, it's the thing of like, you know, you guys got to fight in that industry. It's the fast money versus the long-term money, right? Like I can, you know, and it's, it's more of a mindset and that's why I say it's a lifestyle, but it's really more of the, like, I know I can pick up a shift to make a hundred bucks or I know I can pick up a shift to make 200 bucks or whatever the case may be. Right. Yeah. But what, but what they don't understand is like what you just said, right? Like the last time I did it, it set me back two or three days because now I just threw my, my whole, daily you know sleep schedule off and all that other stuff and now you're behind and then that's what snowballs everything and then you know like you mentioned you know and i don't think a team's for everyone and i don't think solo being a solo agent for is for everyone either and i think like you said most people get into the business because they typically want you know one of three things they want more money right than their other job or other career they want more time um, available, right. Or they want more flexibility within their day. Yeah. But you can have those things, but you have to, you have to be strategic with that. You can have all of them if you want it, but you have to be strategic and, and create leverage. But the most successful people in our business, they wake up and they tell themselves what to do, when to do it and how to do it. And most people that come from a different career are tired of being told what to do, when to do and how to do. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just funny that you brought that up and, and, and and it's great that you realize that a team in the nine to five, and and if you're on a team, you don't have to be nine to five. Right. But that just wasn't working or going to work with you long-term. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I, um, I, well, and I loved to being able to like brand myself. Yeah. The creative, right? Going back to the creative. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, it was just, and that's, I love it. Like, and it's what I get feedback on constantly from people. They're like, oh my God, you're doing so good. Like, I love seeing you on social media. Like, you know, and it's, it like fuels me almost. Did you you have any of that growing up? Like, were you artsy or like anything like that? Um, I was definitely like more into the artsy stuff, I think, than other people. I wasn't like super artsy, but there's definitely, I always like was crafting like that whole aspect. Yeah. My brain doesn't work that way. 
<laughs> I saw that. Was it a reel or a TikTok today where you're like stab the apple with the fork and they're like the transitions and like all that other stuff? Like, like that's like I, I don't even think about that right like, I don't well, like listen I actually stabbed that apple there's no transition oh there wasn't no I threw oh. it up and stabbed it <laughs> all right well if you guys uh go on it's on your Instagram right it's on Instagram and TikTok and I put it on Facebook <laughs> right, well, go find Lindsay on the social platforms and you know go back you know a couple weeks or so and, and find this because by the time you watch it, it might be a couple weeks ago but yeah um, go find that video because it was skilled because i thought you transitioned it so so did everybody did it, the fact that you didn't is even better so i got so many phone calls from people today about that they're like wait did you really do that and i'm like <laughs> yes and that's what you want right in real estate that's what you want right someone reaching out to you anyone reaching out to you because of that stuff but yeah i wanted to get to um when you decide to go from, you know, admin, having a, a secured paycheck for the most part, mm -hmm. or attending, knowing that you can go and get money, you know, pretty much whenever you want to pick up a shift to, all right, I'm going to become a real estate agent. Right. And now I'm going, and I know you did kind of blend some of that in mm -hmm. between. So, so it's not like you did a fresh, like cut, but did you have, I'm always curious, did you have any doubters? Did you have supporters? Because I find that, you know, some people carry the doubters and that's like their chip on their shoulder to go prove them wrong. Some people are like, hey, you know, I had a bunch of supporters around me and they were the ones that helped me keep going. And, um, you know, I'm always just curious about that as far as, you know, if anyone like you knew was like, mm, are you sure? Like, mm, you're going 100% commission. You sure you're, you sure you're making the right decision? Yeah. So I definitely had a few doubters um, that were kind of in the background, not like super public, but I, yeah. I knew, I knew that they were there, you know, and I think that honestly really fueled me, you know, to yeah. just prove them wrong. Um, and tons of supporters, tons. I mean, they way outweighed the doubters. And, um, honestly, like my parents are my biggest cheerleaders. Like my mom is a saint and she is always, she is like my little promoter. She <laughs> always has like my business cards on her, like my branded pens she has everything and she like almost weekly tells me about how she told somebody new, like, you know, and they might be reaching out. So my parents were huge. And, um, my dad is, like I said, they were always good with money. So when I was like thinking about it, me and my dad sat down and like crunched the numbers of what it would take, you know, for me to be able to do this on my own, literally like how much I had to make, you yeah. know? And, um, yeah, I've, I had a lot of supporters and then even the bar. So the bar was huge for me. I would say I probably got at least 25, 30% of my business from the bar in my first yeah. year. Um, you know, my regulars, my coworkers, and every time I would step behind the bar, people would be like, how's real estate doing? How are you doing? It looks like you're doing great. Like, tell me about the market. What's, you know, and so that was, that was huge too, you know, because even like these people who aren't necessarily in my life per se are hugely supporting me. So that that was a big thing having that support system was was huge because it is absolutely nerve-wracking you know um i had a little bit different of a situation at the team that i was on we were paid small salaries and okay. a lower commission yeah so that was <laughs> like a security blanket you know so when i pulled that plug it was really like okay you're going from getting a check every week to literally nothing um yeah. but how, like I said, how sorry how did you because i think this is important and a lot of people transition from a different career and i think a lot of people struggle with this how did you get your bar regulars and your co-workers 
to look at you as Lindsay, the real estate agent and not Lindsay, the bar, the bartender, because I feel like a lot of people struggle with that, right? Because, you know, whether, you know, you're a nurse or a bartender or, you know, coming from the corporate world or whatever the case, like, you know, they're so used to you being over here. Did you do anything differently to, to let them see you as a real estate agent first and the bartender now is just there to help me get to becoming a full-time real estate agent? Yeah. So, you know, that part honestly was pretty hard in my mind. I never got feedback from anybody that was like, oh, were you doing this full-time or, you know, none of that ever. I think it was honestly more just all in my head. I couldn't get out of my head. Like, because when I worked at the bar, I obviously would want to post that I'm going to be at the bar so people can come in and spend (laughs) their money. Um, And, you know, the bar obviously liked when we did that as well, but I'm like, well, I don't really want this on my page because I don't want people to think I'm, you know, just bartending again. So it was quite a bit of internal struggle, but um, honestly, a lot of the times, like when I would gain, you know, regulars and stuff, we became connected on social media, you know, uh, almost instantaneously. And, um, I guess I'm just a stalker like that, but (laughs) (laughs) so I was going to ask, right. So, um, you know, Ryan Moody, who I think, you know, as well as I know, you know, on, on, uh, Rian Ferrari's team and, and the Ferrari home group, um, you know, he is, he has the gift of bringing up real estate and into, into some way into the conversation. Was it something like, did you have a, a script like, Hey, like you've been coming in, obviously it's not like this. Right. But it's like, Oh, this person's been coming back fairly regularly. Let me ask them for their Facebook or let me ask them for their Instagram. Or did you just send them like the friend request or the follow or whatever? Yeah. So like, Um, I feel like it was a little bit of both ways. Sometimes I would be the initiator and then other times it was like, you know, I just always got the friend request, but, um, be totally honest at a certain point in time, I got to the point where I literally, every time I was bartending, had a stack of business cards in my back pocket and I would leave them with everybody's check. whenever I gave them a check, like it was, there's my business card. And so if we didn't talk about real estate while they were there, it then sparked the conversation. Cause they're like, wait, you're a realtor too. Um, and so that really, really helped me. Um, I totally forgot what I was going to say in reference to that. Um, oh, so I always worked it in the conversation too, kind of like Ryan, like whenever people would come to the bar I wasn't there, honestly, in those years of me being a full-time agent, I wasn't there a whole lot. Yeah. So people were more seeing me on social media posting all the time. So when I did go into the bar, they'd be like, you know, excited to see me. And they always asked me, how are you doing? How are you doing? Like, how's real estate going? Everybody was always so interested. So that really helped. And then, you know, when you're having a conversation about something and you're, you know, a foot away from the next person, they're bound to hear you, you know, and that kind of right would spark that next conversation. So, right. I'm kind of like Ryan in that aspect. I work it into every conversation. Well, I mean, I think it's so important, right? Because you, you have to get them to think of you in a different position now, a different, you know, a different light, whatever, whatever you want to call it. And Mm -hmm. I think some people struggle with that. You know, either they're afraid to say that they're in real estate, they're afraid to admit that they're making a career move, whatever the case may be. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's, um, you know, super important to kind of make sure that, you know, your sphere, I mean, that's the biggest thing, right? Your sphere knows exactly what's going on, you know, in your life, not just in your business, but in your life. So, yeah, there was, um, uh, saying that one of my mentors always told me or told me in the beginning and then it really stuck was you can't be a secret agent. And so I really took that to heart and I was like, all right, well, 
I'm not going to be a secret agent. Like my Facebook is not going to be super personal anymore. Like it's mainly for work, you know, but I was okay with that. And like, I still trickle in, you know, personal stuff because that's just who I am. But yeah, yeah, I, um, I was, I just threw everything into what I already feel like I knew how to do was, you know, market, be creative, social media, that sort of stuff. And that really, really helped. No, that's awesome. So you transition into full-time real estate, right? Any, any, and this is, you said 2018? Um, t- like four months into 2019. Into 2019. Mm-hmm. What did you have initial struggles? Did you have instant success? Kind of walk me through those first, you know, really the first couple of years of you being on your own. So 2019 was actually my best year in real estate as far as um, volume. Um, I was, I would say half and half of the year. So uh, it was like almost equal split down the middle what I did that year, but half of it was from the team that I was Mm -hmm. on and the transactions that were still closing there. And then the other half of the year was just me. Um, but that, and I think that's what helped me to not discourage me was that I had such a great year that year that, you know, I went out on my own and then the next year was 2020 and we all know, you know, how that year went. And so it was definitely nerve wracking all the time. And I feel like we always battle that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like want you know, worried about the next deal, you know, but it's, it's a mindset thing. You got to like, get out of that. You know, it's, if you follow the steps and you're doing the work, the rest will fall into place. Yeah. And, um, I think with 2020, I just really, I mean, I really even more dove into social media as if I wasn't before, but. No, I mean, I, you, it's falling in love with the process and believing that when you do the right things, the, the right results will come. There's yeah. a book called the power of consistency. And I think it's, I think the author's name is Weldon long. If you guys haven't read that, go pick it up. It's a, it's a pretty easy read. Um, I, I like books like this one because it's like a simple concept and it's just that yeah. you can't do the right things and get the wrong results. Yep. It's going to happen. Yep just whether or not you believe that it's going to happen and give it enough time for it to happen. Yeah, absolutely. So we're up to, we're up to 2020, 2021, right? You know, you, 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 you come to the NAE event, you're, you're jumping now on clubhouse, right? You're starting to see that routine that you probably didn't like the previous years, which is partly why you probably left the team, but now you're starting to see some of the that importance of it, right? You're starting to yeah. build, build momentum you know, into 2021, going into 2022. Now I want to kind of look into the future. Mm-hmm. Where, what, what is something that you're looking to accomplish personal and or professional in the next 12 months? So I had a lot of big things I wanted to accomplish in 2021 and super proud to say that I did. Um, I bought my first house that was, yes, that was like, you know, I was in a rental and I was there only because it was so cheap. I mean, stupid cheap under $700 a month. And like, you know, I just couldn't pass it up. And so, but I got to the point where I was like miserable and, you know, you always get that question like, Oh, you're a real estate agent and you don't own a home. And I'm like, well, it's not that easy. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, when you go out on your own, then it was the battle of having two years of being a 1099. And right. um, anyway, so um, going forward, I do have lots of goals. I don't know. Like, so this year, personally, Leadership Academy is my current, like where, you know, my head is at. Um really trying to dive into that program and then complete it by the end of the year. 
Um, so that's a big one for me. And it's something I am, I just had my first session. I just ended it on Tuesday. So, you know, just a few days ago. And it's like, I finally, I don't know. It's, it's just amazing. I, I really can't say enough about it. So that I think is really going to help me. I always say like, take my career to the next level, but like, it's so true, you know, um, right. it's all Stepping about, stones. yeah, exactly. So that's like my big thing for this year that I would like to accomplish. I do have bigger, um, so I haven't been able to get to that 2019 production number, your volume number. So that's my goal for this year because I want to get back to it, you know, yeah. um, and not that like, I, I beat myself up, I guess, because that was like my best year. And then I haven't sure. quite been able to attain it yet. So um, that's kind of my goals for this year. I'd say in the next, I don't even know. I don't even want to say a time limit because I feel like that just puts well, too much pressure. I was going to ask, what's your next, what's, what do you want to do in five years? Yeah, right. so I would really like to have a team. And even if it's just a team of like one other agent, you know, just, I feel like I need somebody else if I really want to scale to the next, yeah. you know, next level. So um, three to five years, you know, I would definitely say I would, I would really like to have a team of some sort to really yeah. help me. And there's just so many different ways you can build a team, right? It could be more staff heavy support heavy right so yeah. just lets you really focus on what you want to do or it could be the other way right maybe you're more agent heavy you know and and leveraging out that way yeah i haven't um, really decided like which direction i want to go in but i think you know like the first step would probably be like some sort of tc or va you know something like that so yeah. Yeah, yeah, the VA is interesting. Obviously, you know, I'm, that's something that we're implementing on our side of things and something that, you know, we're really diving into to, to learn more about. So, yeah. you know, I say team, there's just, it's just not, oh, let's build a team of, of real estate agents, right? There's yeah. just, I mean, your mom's your promotion team. I know. You know, like, <laughs> she, you should be paying her a salary. I literally, I told her, so my mom retired two years ago and she's so bored. And I'm like, mom, get your real estate license and come help me. I'm like, you can show houses, like you'll love it. And she came out of retirement and went back to her job. I'm like, <laughs> well, that's not going to happen now. <laughs> that's so funny. So what do you think? So, okay. Team's kind of like on the, um, you know, the five year or so plan, yeah. but what do you think you need to do or focus on in order to, to make that a reality? I guess that's where I struggle because I don't really know. Like I, I think I know I need to put more into, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I need to put more into like building my CRM even more, building my sphere even more because yeah. I feel like once I put more into that the rest will kind of come yeah. as it as it should yeah if that makes sense yeah there's a guy that um uh, he's a coach that i follow who you know I brought got brought into my world from my coach and people that i'm around and his name's coach michael burt and i don't know if you've seen any of his his videos but one thing that stands out to me that he said and he'll say repeatedly is you don't have a money problem you have a people problem you need to go find more people. And when you find more people, then the money will come essentially. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and you know, yeah. And, and sometimes when you bring on that other agent, maybe they're not brand new, right. Maybe they're more experienced. Like now you guys, and depending on structure, right. Or whatever, just think about all that database that they're bringing with them. Right. Right. Like so many people, I think, think that they have to have the database or whatever, just for them to then support everyone else. There's different ways to even structure teams. Yep. Right. The more people you can bring in, 
and you're combining, well, you're not combining databases, but let's just say this agent brings a database of, you know, 200 sphere of influence. This person brings a database of 500 sphere of influence, right? And now you're teaching them how to actually tap into it and maximize it. Yeah. You know, that would help you, you know, project and, and, and go further faster. So. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. So I know we're getting close to time. Um, and I want to respect your time, but I always like to end with this question and it could be about starting out or currently, but if you could give our audience one piece of advice that you wish you had again, either when you first started or now, what would that be? So I think and this is going to be kind of like a few layers, so I apologize. No, but, you're good. Um, one of the things like looking back on, you know, everything in my real estate career, at least, um, I wish I would have networked more and not necessarily like, you know, with lenders or title companies, like, but find mentors and find people who are going to be that positive influence on your life. Because what was huge for me um, in, it was either 2020 or 2021, I can't remember, I started working out with a personal trainer and that was always important to me, you know, but I didn't really do it consistently. Mm -hmm. So for me getting that, um, meeting her, you know, really getting back into physical fitness because that like boils over into your professional life so much. Like if you, and, and this is just my opinion, if you aren't working out and, you know, getting those endorphins and everything, this career will chew you up and spit you out. Like, I, I just feel like you have to have that balance. So it meeting her, she also introduced me into um, gratitude and positive affirmations. And that was huge because it's so easy to get caught up in the negative in this career. So you know, focusing on what's important and what you do have already, um, read like all of the books, <laughs> you know, that was huge for me last year when we started doing the book club within clubhouse, because there were just so many things that resonated with me that I was reading in these books. And I'm just like, Oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. You know, like as I kept reading more books, I'm like, Oh my God, this is so important, you know, so that was huge for me. Surround yourself with all the good people, all the positive people, all the knowledgeable people, you know, do all the classes, you know, not just the fun events and stuff you go to, but the stuff where you can learn. Um, one big thing I started doing last year was really not listening to music as much as I used to. And I listen to audiobooks. You know, it's just constantly, you can't ever stop or plateau. You have to constantly be growing, evolving, learning. And that I think was huge. And again, it all comes back to like the structure and the schedule. You know, I get up early, I work out, I do my gratitude, my affirmations, I read, and then I start my work day you know, and that allows me to have my evenings totally to myself. And again, you know, it's all about finding the balance in this career, in my opinion. Um, so that, that was huge for me. Those are the few things I would say, you know, to a, a new agent or somebody thinking about it. Yeah. And I, I co-sign everything that you just said. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I, the only time I really listen to music in the car is, is if my wife's with me. Right. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I'm the same way podcast really for me or being yeah. on clubhouse. Um, you know, audio books for me don't really work if I'm driving, but 
you know, you're right. You know, making sure you put yourself in that environment where you're around people that are going to help you grow. And, and, and part of that environment. And, and I, and I believe you didn't even like, you didn't even do a lot of reading before. No, I hated it. Yeah. And I was the same way. I was the same way about, I don't know, six, five years ago. I mean, I kind of, you know, did book here and there and, and now it's like, boom, I'm done with one onto the next, you know, you know, because your business and your, in your personally in your business is it's either growing or it's dying. Yep. What, which one do you want it to be? Yeah. Because right? there's those are the only two choices. Yep. And there's so many people in this world who just have like a wealth of knowledge and experience. And, you know, they start writing these books and it's just like, holy cow, like this person knows it all not really but you know like (laughs) they know the keys to success you know so that was huge you know start picking up books that was that was a big thing for me yeah and it's like you know we don't have to invent it right Mm. let's just copy it and follow it yep all right that's all we do right just copy and follow the best copycat wins that's right somebody told me that phrase once well, that's awesome. I might have to steal that one. Yeah. <laughs> steal that one. Well, Lindsay, I, I really appreciate your time today and coming on here and, and really, you know, diving into your story and, and sharing your your experience, you know, you know, before real estate and getting into real estate and kind of what you're doing now. Those that have been watching, you know, can see uh Lindsay put her phone number down below. So, you know, if you guys are if you connected with Lindsay's story, if you want to reach out to her, if you're a real estate agent, reach out to her. If you are a buyer or seller, you know, in the Medina, greater Cleveland area, make sure you guys reach out to her. She's there to help you. Um, she's an expert real estate advisor. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lindsay, if someone wants, to, if someone's just listening into the podcast, what's the best way for them to, uh, to connect with you? Definitely my cell phone. I mean, I check all social medias, but text, call, you know, whatever works. Um, I just, you know, Facebook messages, I feel like sometimes get lost, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, definitely cell phone. Give them the, um, give them the, give them the digits. Yes. Four, four, zero. It's so many fours. It's so easy. Four, four, zero, six, six, five, four, 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 two. Lindsay, again, I, I really appreciate you coming on here and, uh, sharing your story. And I'm glad that we were able to connect last January and, and uh, I can now, uh, you know, call you my friend and absolutely. I'm excited to, um, you know, watch your real estate journey continue to go and grow. Thank you. And I, I seriously can't thank you enough, John, because you're just, you're an amazing person. You're an amazing mentor. You're, I, I wouldn't feel, I feel like I wouldn't be as successful if I honestly hadn't come in contact with you because you just created this amazing community through Clubhouse and it's just, it's touching so many lives. So thank you. No, I mean, you're welcome. You know, it, it's, it's, it takes two, right? Like one to, to give and and the other person needs to, to receive. Yep. Right. And I think, um, you know, part of my mission is to, and, and you know this, but part of my mission is to really make an impact on our industry because I think it's broken. I think it's, yes. I think it's wrong. And, um, you know, this is the type of stuff that needs to be happening, right? The conversations, like sharing right. the stories, right? Talking about the struggles, talking about, you know, the mindset behind why, you know, I did this or, you know, did that or whatever the case may be. And, and then the best copycat wins, right? Like there's no one is inventing new stuff in our industry, right? Like we're all taking it from different pieces or yep. things that we're learning, right? And we're, and yeah, there's maybe something new here and there, but it's not like anything's like, 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 oh, this is right. the best thing ever, you know? Like, so yeah. no, I mean, you know, it takes two, right? You know, there's, and, and that's why I always tell agents, like surround yourself with people that are going to show you exactly what they did to be successful. Yeah. Right. And and have that growth mindset. And then hopefully, you know, you on the other end, if you guys are listening or watching, like you on the other end are are open to receiving that information. Absolutely. So important. Yeah. For sure. Awesome, Lindsay. I, I appreciate you. you. And uh um, you know, I, I, I know you're up in in the snow belt area. So I know you guys got some of the snow here recently. So 
I'm going to Florida in two days. There I'm you done. go. There I'm you done go. with this place. <laughs> she's she's out. All right, Lindsay. Thank you again. Thanks again, John.